424 a.m. But the studio don't close, man. Plus, it's a new game now. We ain't passing blunts no more. Jason, ain't no pass it doesn't feel left hand side. Right hand side. No hand side. You keep your blunt. You pass a blunt now, somebody likely to test you out. Coronavirus. Smoke it by yourself. Little blunts. Smoke it by yourself. What's up, everybody? Yusuf Ali here. Thanks for listening to the Meldrick Moments Extended Edition podcast right here on Anchor. And if you want to start your own podcast on Anchor, it's absolutely easy and absolutely free. Let me tell you again, absolutely free. And it's so easy, you don't even need a microphone. I mean, it helps if you have a microphone, but you don't need a microphone because they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need a booth. You don't need a studio. All you need is somewhere to sit down and be quiet and start talking. It's great. I recommend it to anybody, first-time users, professional, experienced podcasters, and anybody in between. It's absolutely the best. They have background music intro music, sound effects, kids crying, dogs barking, whatever you need, right there, Anchor, use it right now, tell them I sent you, Yusuf Ali. Can y'all hear me? I've been high this whole time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Meldrick Moment Extendo Edition. This is episode number 37. I'm still your host, Yusuf Ali. This is still TV Table Studios in beautiful Eagle Rock, California. Another Pillowcase production. Um, oh, man, this is a racially charged week. Not really. I, we watched Judas and the Black Messiah, and that's all. I was real mad for about 30 minutes. And then we watched some other shit. And I was less mad. But let's talk about it a little bit. Talk about, um, you know, some some more black history stuff. We only got two weeks to push this shit on y'all. First, post George Floyd Black History Month. We got we to gotta turn it up. So we got two more weeks left. Is, uh, there's two more episodes of black history. So let's just get right on into it. Well, you heard him. Guess he wouldn't trust me either. 
So, um, whatever. Um, that was an ill video. Welcome back. Another episode. This is, um, this week was kind of slow. Kind of. Um, it was Valentine's Day. So, shout out to the Valentines. All the Valentines, all the people that got pussy and everything. All the people that didn't, you know. It was a couple. It was a couple people that didn't. Well, two. It was two categories, not a couple people. I'm sure it was more than literally two. It was two categories of people who did not get pussy this weekend. People who wanted to get pussy and didn't. Who? Mm, that's fucked up. This rough. This probably hated this shit. And then people who knew they wasn't gonna get no pussy and didn't. I say, uh, carry on. You know, y'all didn't give a fuck one way or the other. But I tell you what, you can sure tell when you got a job, like any, any job. It, well, not any job, but when you got a job with coworkers that all show up at the same place on a Monday after the Valentine's Day weekend, you can tell who ain't got no, who ain't get. You know, who ain't bust no nuts. Well, at least involuntarily. Non-autonomously. If you get my drift. I remember I worked at um, Trans World News. Shout out. Porno place. And uh, we had this lady supervisor, Lori. And we used to always be like, Tell Lori ain't busting no nuts this weekend. She come in on a rampage. So, all I'm saying is, you can tell who ain't busting no nuts on Valentine's Day weekend at your job on that Monday. But, uh, yeah, like I was, like I was talking about in the intro, um, was excited to watch Black Messiah. Watched it; it was awesome, and it wasn't surprising. It was a lot like watching Malcolm X or um, shit. Any movie about any black person in the '60s that got assassinated, you already know, you know how it ends. You're just trying to watch it to see the little bullshit that led up to it, and it was a lot of documentaries on YouTube. Prior to this, a lot of Fred Hampton documentaries. You could have watched Panther on Netflix. A lot of shit that I would have told you, you know, the, the overall, the gist of what was happening, which was Black Panthers got started to help out to help out the community, the poor community. I ain't even gonna say black community, the poor community. You just need you just needed to be needy. You come down and get you something to eat. All that shit, free books, karate class, all kind of shit. Then they branched out, had chapters in New York, Chicago, Cleveland, amongst other places. But primarily, Chicago was the second most known faction, I would say. Because that's, you know, out on the West Coast where it started, you had the Huey P's and the Bobby Seals. And all them, the, um, what's my other guy? Solo Ice, dude. 
Being in Chicago, yeah. Fred Hampton, Bobby Rush, and these types, right? So they were doing their thing. Hoover got a, a win that they, you know, of the group decided they was a terrorist organization, worst threat to America, and all this shit. Blah 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 blah. Infiltrated, got a black dude infiltrate just like they always do. Infiltrated, report back, get the jump on them, get the drop on them, come in, shoot them, piss you off. And that's what happened. And him, more important, probably, 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 whatever the fuck I said. Him probably more important than Malcolm and Martin. Not that anybody was less important in the over in the big scheme of things. We all needed all those voices. But he was going in a different direction. Kinda kinda on the same page, but kinda drifting. He had if he was on the same page, he had footnotes. Like it'd be Malcolm and Martin saying, you know, we gotta do this, gotta get that, gotta do this, we gotta, you know do the shit for ourselves, you know, maybe even segregate if it comes down to it. And then Fred Hampton on the side, like, yep, all that, all that, yep, all that, all that you saying, plus fuck the police. Fuck them all. Fuck the police. Kill them all. We could do all that shit too, plus fuck the police. And if you know anything about the police, here we are today. And I don't even got to talk about the police. Like I said, this is the first Black History Month post who? George who? Floyd who? Who was killed by who? All right. Can you imagine if Fred Hampton was still around to see George Floyd? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, speaking of that, and all this turbulence about race, I always used to say this. And I still, it's, it's still true to this day. More people say it out loud. Now, I'm not the only one that say it. But the only way to truly, truly, truly end this racial hierarchy and this systemic racism is to start fucking. Cross-fucking. I mean, we gotta start. We need more mixed races. A lot, we need more mixed races. Need more of that. That's all. That's how you do it. Because that, therefore, if everybody in the room is mixed with something, preferably black, honestly. If everybody in the room is half black, this shit at least uh, get, at least 25% of this shit uh, get improved. If my math is correct. Y'all know what I'm telling you. Y'all, y'all, y'all know where I'm going with that. We need to start cross fucking. We need a lot of cross. And we need we we need the Chinese and the Japanese specifically to do more cross fucking. They tend to stick to themselves a little more than the rest of the Asian uh, racial ethnicities. You know, you 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 tend to see a lot of mixed Filipinos, a lot of mixed Koreans, a lot of mixed very Vietnamese even. You know where that's from. Not too many, not too many. Like you can name the one. You got Kamora Lee Simmons and Russell's baby, and that's it. Tiger Woods. See, that's it. We need, we need more. Um, 
Um, what else I wanted to tell y'all about? This was kind of random, but I heard uh, Never Neverland coming, leaving Neverland coming out, playing when I came went to the kitchen the other day, playing out the living room. Lo and behold, it's my homeboy. Well, it looked to be a Netflix and chill date. I don't know. I could be jumping the gun. I don't want to put his business out there. But I had put this much out there, so whatever. And I say that to say, I, I just, I wouldn't think that leaving Neverland was an ideal Netflix and chill pick. But hey, hey, man. People fuck the sirens. I just, you know, that just wouldn't be one that I would. That wouldn't be a go-to to try to get, you know, get the pussy wet. Just leaving Neverland, but whatever, you know. Do what you gotta do. Oh, this is good news. Um, I put a uh, a set from. The last time I was on stage, actually, in sometime in October or November, not whenever. But I finally put it up on SoundCloud, and I know um, Tuskegee Jokeman episodes are available on SoundCloud. And I never tried to put no comedy on SoundCloud, but I did, just like that. Then I realized why we have so many rappers. really easy to start your rap career on SoundCloud. You heard all the rappers that they put their songs on SoundCloud and then, you know, now we know who they are. And it's not breaking news. It's not, I just, like I said, Melmo's, this is the first time I did this shit. Just boom, it's on that comedy, my comedy, available to the masses, 10 minutes of it, for free. Who knows who's gonna listen to it? And that's fucking dope. I guess that's what you do as a you know a musician. You just put the shit up there and you just hope somebody gonna listen to the shit. I don't know. I was watching uh the new serial killer podcast now is um they doing another cross promotion. Wait. Couple killers. Not people who kill couples, specifically couples who kill people. In the first episode, this couple ain't necessarily uh, a couple, a killer couple. It's more of a, a killer husband and a lady who really don't give a fuck what he's doing. So, I mean, I guess technically is a killer couple because she wasn't, she ain't trying to stop the shit. But what he would do, this motherfucker. I guess it's a part two. Maybe not. I gotta, did I finish listening to the whole thing? I don't know. This motherfucker was an old man. He'd go pick up 
he grew up, he'd go pick up, he grew up on the farm, and he grew up stealing motherfuckers, he got caught stealing cattle and all this shit all these times, so he come up with a way to not steal the horses and the cattle, well, st- well, he come up with a way to get away with stealing them, put it like that, he'd do is, he'd get homeless people to come work for him on the farm, offer them, you know, place to stay, some foods and work, get them to open up bank accounts and all this kind of shit and then get them to go write checks with their new bank accounts for these fucking cows and shit and and, and, and horses or whatever the fuck he needed and then shoot him in the head and he just kept doing this over and over and over and nobody was catching on to this motherfucker just I guess it ain't nothing to catch on to you probably keep seeing an old man going to the bank with people opening up bank accounts, you probably think he doing something good for the community. And this motherfucker was finding a way around the system to get free horses and shit. So, he clever. He was clever. He was like 75 years old. He was like one of the oldest serial killers. And technically, what he was doing was more, you know, serial killers, most serial killers kill out of some weird childhood traumatic event or or some weird fetish or getting bust in the head with bricks. He just needed some quick cash. He was a straight serial killer for profit. There ain't too many of them. I, I will give you that. He wasn't like a sick dude. He was just greedy. And the way he, they said he figured I'm killing these homeless people. Don't nobody. They, they leeches to society. You, you motherfucker. They just fresh checkbooks. <laughs> I ain't even really that mad at him. I should be. Because that's fucked up. But that's... Damn. Okay. I ain't gonna say his name. How about that? I ain't gonna give him... I ain't gonna give him no more, you know, glorification by saying his name. That piece of shit. Uh Oh, and and I learned during that episode that... It reminded me of what we was talking about last podcast. Chase Wheeler. The piece of shit that hit women and all that shit and blaming on his meds or even if you don't just if you just hit women in general they got in in the 70s they came up with a diagnosis battered women's syndrome and I didn't know that was a thing that's an actual thing then I come to find out or not find out but I I remember that now you can't call a shirts, I think they call A shirts on the package. It, you can, you no longer, you know, it's not right to call them. It's politically incorrect to call them wife beaters now. And I was kind of thinking when I read about, when I heard about the, you know, beating wife syndrome. Why can't we call them wife beaters still? Now I get that. Maybe only battered women syndrome victims should be allowed to wear them, maybe? Hear me out. But why why lose the name wife beater? It just rolls off the tongue. Wife beater. It's a wife beater. I'm not a wife beater. This shirt is a wife beater. 
I don't know. I'm not about. I don't want to lose followers. Melmos, if you've been, if you have been a part of domestic violence, please seek help. Um, www. Um, oh shit. I I get back to you, but I'm sure it's a www. You can go to if somebody touched you or something like that, or just call the police. Matter of fact, fuck all that internet shit. If somebody hitting on you, call the police. Melmos. Okay, and I realized this, and then we can move on. I just I think I need to move on because that's fucked up. Um, I realized along with parental guidance that I'm grateful for. Much appreciated. But uh I was also raised a lot like a lot a lot of my upbringing and decision making and morality and ethics come from phrases and sayings like you like you get more with uh you get more flies with honey than you do with sugar than you do with whatever the fuck you know what i mean all i can't think of that off the top of my head but these phrases what i'm saying is you hear these phrases growing up and then situations arise that that kind of you know Make you think about those phrases that you heard. You be like, "Oh, that's what they meant." Oh, this is one. This is one of those times. Okay, and then you you go, you make the right choice because you heard some shit on GI Joe. Is what I'm saying. So don't. So I, what what happened to those cartoons? Bring those. Bring back the cartoons that had the little morals at the end and all that type of shit. Because that shit helps. It might not fix everything, but that shit helps. You know, I don't do too much political shit, Melmos, but hey, I will drop in right quick and say this. This motherfucker, Donald Trump, will run again in 2024. Um, so, I don't know, he probably ain't gonna win, but he gonna run, there's gonna be some bullshit, he gonna cause a bunch of bullshit, gonna interrupt some shit, it's gonna be a bunch of headachey bullshit because they did not convict this motherfucker so 
like I say, I'm not a political guy. You know, I get most I get most of my politics from uh, whoever appears on the Breakfast Club and rap music. And then, you know, the headline shit. But it's not enough for me to be like some political pundit type of dude. I do know shit is fucked up. I know that's fucked up. I know that. I know that wasn't supposed to happen. Speaking of fucked up, super glue shit back. The super glue shit is back. Some motherfucker. You know it's trying to go. You know it's for the clout, for the viral, for the whatever the fuck. Then super glued a red cup, a solo cup, to his motherfucking top lip. And not in a way where you could, you know, it's, it's stuck to his top lip. So it's like if you tried to pour something in there, it'll just roll down the side and it's not going to go in your mouth because you got it stuck to your top lip. And apparently you're trying to do the shit to prove that it wouldn't get stuck. And of all the dumb shit that you could have said about this lady last week with the hair, you know, I know I didn't hear it all. We heard it all. We heard it all. Just read the bottle. Um, it say blue. Um, all that shit. Um, I really don't. I really believe that these people—they know how glue works. You gotta know how glue works. As, as you know, you learn glue in like second grade. Sometimes you eat it. Sometimes you don't. But you know how it works. You know it makes shit sticky. And you know, you know that like super mean like like you got Elmer's school glue and you got super glue and you got crazy glue. Of all the glues Super and crazy are the two that you really want to be the most careful with. Because if it's super, that means it's real strong. And if it's crazy, you don't know what the fuck it's bound to do. But here you are playing with it. And now you got to get part of your lip cut off. Now they got all kinds of plastic surgeries. So it doesn't have to be in the world. But eating pussy with a plastic lip ain't never gonna be the same. Ain't never gonna be the same. Now I don't know if it's gonna hurt or 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 or, or help, but I do know it's gonna be different eating pussy with a plastic lip. So good luck to you on that. Since you wanna glue, motherfucking, you probably gonna get that close to no pussy after this anyway. Once they find out you the fucking uh, glue lip to your glue the cup to your lip guy, ain't nobody about to give you no pussy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, this is sad because you know, dude, ain't had nothing to do with it. He was just there to watch. Uh, 
a dude got killed on a fucking he was at a fucking baby shower and you know motherfuckers can't just on oh, a baby reveal rather not a shower my bad that's that's after you, that's after we know what, what type of gifts to bring the baby this is when we know what we haven't yet type of shit which I don't remember this being a thing to the last two years now I could be wrong smoked a lot of weed Mel most correct me but I don't remember people having baby reveal parties, gender reveal parties in like 2003. Again, I could be wrong. Whatever. Bottom line is this motherfucker is there to watch or not. They say he was just there. They say he was there. He could have been a neighbor. He could have been a passerby when this happened. And this motherfucker who want to show, who having a baby, want to let everybody know via canon. And I don't know, I'm a, I didn't read up to see if he had a medieval cannon. What, it wasn't a t-shirt cannon. And that's the only type of cannon that you should have around people. But no, at least post-Civil War. But no, he had a cannon, shot the cannon, motherfucker got killed. I, I, don't, I think they said what the baby was, but at this point... If you if you if you related to the deceased, you want revenge. So you don't want it to be no baby. And I know this is called that was a dark that was a dark thing I said. But I'm put yourself. What else? What else do I say? Put yourself in in somebody else's shoes. Or put yourself in somebody else's shoes to put yourself in their shoes. You don't want to hear nothing about no new baby when you just got a new death from a, on some bullshit. Kick somebody named motherfucker. All right, all right. See, damn. Fucked up podcast. I didn't talk about domestic violence and forced abortions in the last ten minutes. I gotta get the fuck up out of this subject. I got eight listeners. I'm gonna have fucking three after this. They gonna be like, I'm not making shit after this. What the fuck am I doing? Um, okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Good news for Black History Month. Hey, see? There you go. Good news for Black History Month. Uh, that Morgan Waller dude who said, who got caught saying N-word in an angry tirade, you know, he, he co-wrote one of his super big hits. Well, the other dude who getting money off the song gonna take all his cut from the song and donate it to the NAACP which is cool they asked him you know like what about Black Lives Matter he was like I say NAACP don't you fuck it don't you don't you give my money to them young ones I want if my I want Lou Ross better get give my money to Lou Ross they like Lou Ross then well give my money to Lou Ross nephew But that's good news, though. Shout out to him. I should have remembered his name, but I didn't. But you get the point. Um, in entertainment news, kind of, uh, this lady got fucked 
over out of a hundred thousand dollars that she thought in her in her mind to herself telling her friends I hope well maybe she did I hope she didn't maybe she should have then it probably wouldn't have got up to a hundred thousand that probably would have started at the first couple thousand well anyway she was telling her friends what she thought she was doing was giving her money to Bruno Mars the million dollar gold whatever gold uh you know the fucking songs that guy she thought she was giving Bruno Mars a hundred thousand dollars that he needed to go back on tour because the pandemic had fucked up his fucking earnings and he needed the money to get back on the road and he a pair back because you know I'm Bruno Mars I got I can make that hundred G's back in like in like two shows maybe one I'm Bruno Mars you know however much Bruno Mars make per show um and she was like cool and then you know come find out that ain't Bruno Mars and my thing is that was too easy. Bruno Mars, she was just a complete and utter idiot. And I know that's mean too, but hey, have you heard the podcast the last fucking 20 minutes? That's the least I can say about this lady. My thing is, how does she get, how does she fall for Bruno? If you were Bruno Mars fan, obviously she's a Bruno Mars fan. Because that's how she ended up giving him the money. Like, my fucking... My fucking... I don't know. Razzcast couldn't have called her. I'm talking about some... I need $100,000 to get back on tour. Because she would have been like... I don't, I don't fuck with you. No. Ask, ask a Razzcast fan. And a Razzcast fan would have been like... Razzcast? First of all, like Ra- Razzcast, what's up, man? I ain't seen you in a minute. So Razzcast, what I call you? Razzcast, Colvin, okay. But um, yeah. But point down to mind, that would have made more sense because if Razzcast is calling you to ask you for a hundred thousand dollars to go on tour, you would probably think Razzcast probably need the money. But Bruno Mars, that's why it's hard to feel bad. I mean, everybody gets scammed. It's a scam. If you ain't got scammed by now, you are you really living? But um, some of them you gotta see coming. Is what I'm saying. You can't, you can't get scammed by Bruno Mars. Plus, he's a nice guy. Bruno Mars. Let's take a break for our sponsor. Welcome back to the Half-Ass Muslim Show with Sharif Abdul-Washington. Today we have our our guest, Cedric Akbar. Cedric, tell the people why you're here. Uh, As-salamu alaykum. 
Um, I say it right? Anyway, anyway whatever. Um, I'm here because apparent. Uh, I guess they saying I'm a half-ass Muslim because I only became Muslim to avoid Valentine's Day. Is that why I'm on the show? Actually, Cedric, yes. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day weekend, and we thought your story exactly coincided with this week's episode. Well, yeah, man, that's what it is. So, that's uh, what I'm making. Anything else um, you want me to know? Actually, Cedric, um, Muslims can are allowed to celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, shit, don't tell her. Don't tell her that. Do is she? Do she know that? Do they know? That's one. This has been the Half-Ass Muslim Show with Sharif Abdul Washington. I wanted to hear the rest of the song, but that was that was all of the sample I could find. Um, anyway, welcome back. Uh, this this is the part of the news that get kind of dark, and it's like I know it's probably on brand with what I've been talking about already. So fuck it, let's just get it. Let's just knock it out, man. It just uh, first, uh, this is kind of fucked up. A dude. Went on this Robin Hood shit and uh, told him he had a, he owed seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and hope he was it was holding or some shit like that, pending something like that. This, some some word that meant you know it, it, we think we're not sure yet. Basically, like it's not final. In other words. But what he did was look at that and say, $750,000. Oh, this can't be right. This can't be right. I'm pan-. He started panicking and shit. So he called him. Didn't get no answer. Email. You know, didn't get no reply. So he's like, oh, fuck. $750,000. I'm 22. What the fuck am I supposed to do with seven hundred fifty? dollars How am I supposed to pay back $750,000? I'm 22. Um, so he wrote a note. Mama, look. This is what I did. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Look, use the money from my insurance to help pay off this debt. And um, sorry, I fucked up. Uh, wasn't supposed to be like this. Jumped in front of the fucking bus. Took yourself out, right? The same day he did that, he got the email back from Robinhood that was like, "Hey, about that seven hundred fifty thousand. You straight?" That was just a little little miscalculation, little mis- you know. Sorry for you know taking so long to get taking a couple days to get back to you, but uh, yeah, you good, you you straight. But uh, yeah, he wasn't good. He wasn't straight, you know. He 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 was he was straight was the 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 last 
way you would describe him at that point. But um, that was the. Well, I say that to say this shit shouldn't have happened. Not because you know people fuck up. People make people make mistakes. You know, but to kill yourself over a financial debt. I don't think it's ever the way out. Even if you, even if you did owe that much. Now, if he would have waited, now he jumped a gun. See, like it, anybody know, you get a bill or something, and you say you say you owe this much, and you ain't got it. Seven fifty thousand, seven fifty dollars, seventy five dollars. If you ain't got it, you look at that shit and be like, okay, well, look, this is this is what we can do. I can call these motherfuckers and ask them, can I put something on it? Or, you know, can we work out a payment plan? Or, fuck it. I'm just not going to pay that shit. Take it out of my pocket. You know, take me to whatever. Garnish my check. Whatever the fuck you're going to do, no. You just ignore it. But it just never, you know, oh shit, I'm going to have to. I'm going to do something drastic. I'm going to have to rob. I'm going to have to rob the dope boys to pay this fucking sprint bill. No, you don't do nothing crazy. Because those are decisions that you can't recover from. Like suicide. So, if we learn anything from this story, we learn anything from this story, Melmos, please. You got 30 days at least from that notice to straighten that shit out. Don't kill yourself within the week. Alright. Shit. I guess that that was that was alright, let's let's lighten it up. That because that was really dark. Um Burger King got a black and a pink burger. Well, the pink burger ain't necessarily a pink burger because that would be unsanitary and un, and un, you can't eat that and unsafe and all type of shit. So it's actually just a, um, a chicken sandwich on a pink bun. But the black burger is, is a black burger. It's a black, it got a black bun and it's a black burger. I guess it's got a. I guess every burger is black. I don't think it's black all the way through. Cause it, that's some powerful food color. And if you eat a burger that's black all the way through, that means your teeth gonna be black all the way through, and your tongue and all that shit. So, I think it's just a bun. And I, black and pink. I I think it's just for Valentine's Day. I hope. I hope. But a pink bun? That's pretty cool. And you don't got to stop there. Um, you can use pink buns. That's some cartoony shit. You can use pink buns and serve like for the breakfast sandwiches too. Call it a Simpsons meal or some shit like that. Holla at me, marketing, Burger King. Um, and, and last good news. Well, it ain't good news. It's just not. Ain't nobody get murdered or aborted um but this lady did get caught trying to smuggle a whole bunch of drugs it looked like it didn't say where 
the Af the, the airport was, but it looked like an African country, and they definitely wasn't speaking English. And so it looked like she was trying to smuggle the dope in her in her uh, stocking cap under her wig. Which, judging by the amount of dope, they didn't show the wig, but it must have been a be it had to be a beehive hairstyle peg Bundy type of wig with that amount of dope. And I'm thinking she pulled the last minute little play on her own. Because the way the dope is tightly packed and sealed, and there's a lot of it. So like I say, for that to be, for that to work on a hair thing, it had to have been something very obvious. Very obvious that the, that the kingpin dude I'm sure did not approve of. She just, the original plan if you look at the video, the original plan most likely was to swallow the dope. They was not they was in nice little swallowable packets. Not that I'm never I don't know nothing about muling and smuggling and other, all that all that, all that underworld drug shit. But I do know that the way those was packed up, they was meant for swallowing. Because if they wanted to put that much dope in her hair they would have just came with, they would have found a way to make her a fucking, some type of reason to wear a helmet. What's the, what's the reason, would they say? That one of those developmental helmets or some shit? So was she grown? They could have figured it out. I didn't see grown people with those helmets. Because you would need a big hairstyle with all that dope. That's why I say, I think she's supposed to swallow that shit. She probably was just like, Pfft. I'm not swallowing that. You know how long it's gonna take to shit all these pellets out of dope? It look like a like a. You know how mice mice had a little rat pellet, little shit pellets. I ain't about to be having no shit pellets of dope. So, but she shoulda, cause now she going to jail. Some like Black History moment. January 3rd, 2003. 18-year-old Darius Phillips went on a blind first date that luckily led to breakfast. Unfortunately, he hadn't planned ahead that far and didn't bring an overnight book bag. And the only bathing option at that point was to use the rose-scented body wash with a loofah. Thinking fast, he decided to use the bar of hand soap on the sink instead, making history becoming the first black man to shower with a bar of soap and no wash rag. Darius Phillips, a some like black history pioneer. I'ma go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all this shit though, right? <laughs> go ahead and take me a nice fat shit, get my stomach all right and everything. Then I'm finna go out here and try to run for 200 on a 50 yard field like what's that? <laughs> All right, this week we're gonna do that time when his white comic was doing his Africa jokes during Black History Month, and a super packed, predominantly black crowd 
comedy show one night. I believe it was 2013. Might have been 2014. Um, anyway, and he was doing his set. And he, I mean, he's not a bad comic. He just liked to be edgy. And um, back, quick background. He was a white, he was a white comic with a black uh, at the time, wife. I think he's divorced now. I don't know, but he had a black wife and mixed kids. So you know, I guess, I guess he felt you know when he told his black jokes, you know he was validated. I don't know, but that shit don't always fly. You might be validated in your own house to say certain shit, but when you're a comedian and you get on that stage and you saying words. And you white, and they're about black people, and you call them jokes, but you can't. Ain't no telling how the other person that hit receive it take it. But you think is a joke. Somebody else is getting madder and madder and madder, and that's exactly what happened. He telling his jokes, and he was already getting the oohs and the looks. And then they, there it came. One dude stood up. Motherfucker, that shit ain't funny. And pelted this guy with a fucking chicken wing straight to the chest. And I believe he made a nice little comeback joke. But at that point, his set was over. It's just the host came up. Got him off. People clapped. And he was mad at the host. I remember him being mad for saying he got his time cut. And everybody was like, man, you was about to get murdered. <laughs> you worried about being about stage. They was about to, everybody's about to form a fucking Voltron on your ass. So you better be glad he did your favor. And for a long time, that guy was the chicken wing comic. He didn't shed. He can. I mean, it was just. It was a disgraceful nickname too. It was because you know what he said, like to the other black comic who, you know, he wasn't funny to everybody. He's one of them guys. If if he was your friend, you might have thought that, you know, some of that shit was, you know, I get it. He telling the joke, but if you was just a, 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 another comic associate, nah, you wasn't fucking with it. So he didn't let that down for a while. And I thought that since this was Black History Month and that was during Black History Month, what a better that time win. So I ain't going to say his name. I will spare him that much because I still know his name. We still on social medias and shit. He's still in comic in Cleveland. And I think he lived it down by now. It's 2021. But who knows, man? He still might be chicken wing guy. If he is chicken wing comic, then y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. Melmos in Cleveland. But um, yeah, that time went. This week on Puddle Tracks, we all had some 
let me put it like this. We didn't all received some stolen goods, whether we knew it or not. I was talking to Larry about the neighbor's son that's always stealing shit. And because it's fucked up, he, it's always, he always getting into some type of bullshit. But this time, he was selling loose packs of oatmeal and Quaker, too. And he has some good deals, is all I'm saying. COVID, it was comedy. Round of applause for all my likers, subscribers, followers, retweeters, tell other people about us, get somebody to listen to us, all of y'all that fuck with me, all the Melmos, this applause is for you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we have come to the end of another show. Thank you, Mel Mose, for sticking around. I hope my soothing, silky high-ass tone didn't put nobody to sleep but if it did i hope y'all woke up and rewound to where you left off and then caught back up ah thank you thank you for catching up with the rest of us uh thank you for listening if you listen all the way through i really appreciate that shit man i do this for y'all um please keep telling people man i think uh last episode i forgot to share it the initial share blast like when they share it to like Twitter and Facebook when I first get finished and that might help I don't know if it helped or hurt but I know I didn't so you know, if I missed anybody with that 
my bad. Um, but yeah, uh, like I always say, um, do unto others and treat everybody the way you want to be treated. But before that, before that part, there's one more thing. Whew, I almost forgot. Shit. There's one more thing. Um, this is what I was just thinking about, like, you know how you got these government jobs and shit, like, 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 essential job, like firefighter, I was thinking firefighters, right? And if you a firefighter in L.A., then you probably make more money if you a firefighter in, like, Lima, Ohio. But you the same size guy. You still, you still strong. And the fire. I mean, unless I'm mistaken, fire in LA and fire in Lima is the same heat. Like that shit still burn and kill. I just don't understand why it's a, you know, why it's a difference in pay, depending on where you at to fight fire. Specifically, specifically, I'm not talking about like, like I get why like a cop will get more in a certain area than other cops. I get that. That's a that's a human interaction, risk, all that, all that shit. But fire is fire. How the fuck? You mean tell me his his life in L.A. is worth more than my life in fucking Detroit? What the fuck? That shit just as hot. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Didn't want to keep y'all too long on that one. But yeah, man, that's that's fucked up. Cause I'm just saying, cause if I'm if I'm a fighter fire, and knowingly knowing that I'm getting less money to to fight a fire here than I am there, how motivated I'm gonna be to fight that fire? I'm getting just as far. I'm going about five feet away from the truck. I'm staying close to the truck. Until y'all up my pay, I get up closer to the fucking fire. The fuck? Anyway, um, yeah, now I can say, uh, do unto others, man. Please, 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 please treat people how you want to be treated in every aspect of life, in every walk of life, in every turn. Um, I'm telling you, man. I say this shit not because it sounds cool, because it don't. Sound, it don't rhyme or nothing. I'm just, it, I really mean that shit, man. Do unto others, treat people how you want to be treated, and that shit, it just make life easier. Cause you know you ain't fucked up. You know you ain't fucked nobody over, and you don't expect nobody fuck you over. It's just like that, man. You sleep good, food tastes good, weed. All that shit. Uh, and listen to more Devin the Dude and Currency if you're not already. That's like good advice on some musical shit, especially Currency, especially Melmos. Melmos. Melmos and Currency go hand in hand. That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, man, this is great, man. Thank y'all again. Um, we'll be back next week with some more shit to talk. As long as shit keep happening to talk about, I'll be there to talk about it. Shit.
I ain't thought about saying that every episode. I might start saying that every episode. I might. I might. Why not? I ain't had no updates. I forgot about that. Not really. Okay. So, yeah, we good. Till next week, Melmos. Uh, stay safe. Peace. Go Brown.